Good evening, my gorgeous ones. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Gorgeous Experience. Again, I like to say thank you for those who have loved my podcast last week, Changing the Frequency of Your Life. And it seems as though I've given I've given some people a lot to think about, right? And also, um, the things that I say on my podcast, I live breathe it and I do it myself so I would never say anything that I don't do or I would say anything that I want to try so I give out information based on my experience only and um, this is how I do my podcast so thanks again again you guys have shared it you have talked about it you have given me inspiration encouraging words um, all kind of great stuff. And I appreciate appreciate you each and every week. So today, again, get your glass of wine, relax, and let's have a great, great discussion tonight on the gorgeous experience. So as you guys know, I always um, um, ask the Lord to really put something on my heart to speak about. And I go through my week with like listening to things, listening to people's conversations on social media to get the right topic that I want to say, right? Because the gorgeous experience is all about everyday life, right? We're not in any type of niche. We can't put our lives in a niche because we have so many different um, phases to our life that we can't just put that one, one thing in a niche. So it's about everyday life. So in thinking about Thanksgiving, which is in a few days here, the topic that I'm going to use today is giving thanks to family. Family is so important to me, to me, you guys. Family is everything to me because at the end of the day, that's who you have as family. And oftentimes, family is just not blood related. Family can be friends that have been friends for a long time. Um, it could be anybody who crossed your path and you guys have a connection to, right? So that's what I'm I'm centering this information on. And this is based on my family. So this podcast tonight of giving thanks to family is dedicated to my family. Um, my family is unique. My family is special. My family is beautiful. And I love each and every one of my family members in my family. But first, I'd like to thank my mom. Of course, I always thank my mom for giving me life, for giving me her spirit, for giving me her, and for nurturing me and encouraging me and being my biggest cheerleader in life. So thank you, Mom, um, Helen Howard. Um, I'd like to thank my dad, um, Alvin O. Goodlow Jr. So we're going to start off with them. Um, my mom and dad met when they were 18 years old when both of my grandparents, my granddad's, um, uh, worked at the plant together and that's how everything started long time ago. I think it was, I forgot what year it was, but it was way before a couple, couple years before I was born. Um, on behalf of everything, when I said family is everything I have, you guys, I am one of eight children and I'm so blessed to say that because of our uniqueness. So I want to just acknowledge my sisters and brothers. So I love you, Alicia. I love you, Angela. I love you, Crystal. Rest in peace, sister. I love you, Tisha. I love you, Darren. I love you, Derek. 
and I love you, Alvin the third. So these are my sisters and brothers. I fall number two in the lineup. And from that, I have six, uh, from that is 16 grands, two great grands. And uh, I have a lot of nieces and nephews and cousins. So my family is so unique. The reason why my family is so unique is because out of eight children comes five moms, right? And a lot of times people are saying, oh, my dad's other kids or my daddy's other kids. I can't fathom that because we all have the same father but different mothers right and um we love each and every one of our sisters and brothers moms matter of fact we call them mom which is very unique um my mother um especially claimed all of my sisters and brothers like they were her kids so they claimed her so it's a uniqueness in there and then when the moms get together and they go to my sister's salon and she used to call it Mother's Day. And I think it was a great thing to see um, my other siblings, moms there having a great time, interacting, talking about old times. And there's no jealousy. It was no animosity or this baby mama did this or that baby mama did that. It wasn't even about that. It was about love. And that's how people are supposed to be, you know? Sometimes relationships work out, sometimes they don't. And what you do, you just move on and make it make it happen, right? And they did exactly that. So this is like a wonderful family dynamic. So again, I'm one of eight children. It's five mothers. Our family is so super unique. And our age ranges are from 56 to 38. And my oldest sister and I are the only grandparents in the group and we love it. We love our grandkids and my sisters and brothers love on our grandchildren, you know, which is great. Everybody loves each other and blends in. We have such a great time. My mom um, was very prideful. Um, she was very proud of help raising my sister and brothers, right? She, she loved that. She absolutely adored that. And that was like the highlight of her life. So growing up in my household, I would classify us as the upper middle class family, right? So my dad worked at Ford Motor Company. Yes, we are Ford Motor Company babies, um, which he's now retired. And my mother at the time, she was a manager at um, a well-known restaurant who restaurant chain who sent her to their training university in Chicago. I thought that was so huge. My mother left to go to Chicago for like two weeks to train for this job. So they were very, like I said before, upper middle class family. Um, we didn't want for anything for it to be um, such a large family. And when I say large family, the five girls at the time, the boys were not born just yet. They were the last three to be born. But we did everything. We didn't miss a beat. Um, we didn't wear um, each other's clothes. We always got new clothes together. So if my dad and my mom was like, hey, let's go shopping. We would go shopping on Thrifty Mondays to Sears, if you guys can remember that. So we would all get new new clothes, new jeans, new tops, socks, underwear, um, bras. We get coats. We get, I mean, everything, hats and boots and everything. My dad and my mom made sure that we had all that and we were very well taken care of with that. And so that's what I can remember 
you know, growing up um, in, in, in a big household like that. And of course, we had our chores to do, um, designated chores. Our house had always had to stay spick and span. Um, we couldn't have a fork in the sink because that means that someone didn't do their job. And so if it was a fork in the sink and my dad came home from work and he saw that fork in the sink, he's waking everybody up and he did just that. So all five of us got up to wash a fork. And it's so funny because now you're looking back like, you know, your mom and dad, you know, they were teaching you um, morals and values and you're like, oh my gosh, this is crazy back then, right? But then you look at it now like, you know what? I don't like dishes in the sink. <laughs> so you start to take on that and you give that to your children so things like that you know kind of spill over you think it's crazy back then but now it's, it's it's like a routine for you um to do that um my dad um made sure that um my parents made sure that we did homework we did homework and we studied it was two hours a day you know and to make sure we did that you know um he bought home a Ford Motor Company time clock that's what I said, a Ford Motor Company time clock. And we had to punch in and punch out. And as I was growing up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did my homework already. But he was like, his mindset was like homework um, and um, study time. So you did your homework for an hour. Then we punched out to do our chores and get our snack and everything like that. And then we punched back in to study what we learned. And we did that every day. You know, we did get a little bit of leeway on the weekends, but we did that every day. So he was basically grooming us and training us for the real world because I thought that was the craziest thing ever. But okay, I have to go along with it. And, you know, he... They wanted to make sure we're on honor roll because our parents worked really, really hard and you don't want to see your kids to work hard. You want your kids to have more than what you have. And like now, these lessons are, you know, when I got older, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what they meant by this or that's what they meant by that. And, um, same thing I did with my children, you know, and you have to, you know, make sure that these things are instilled in kids long, you know, long time ago. I think our generation was the last generation to be like, oh my gosh, you know, to basically have the, the, the politeness and, um, you know what whoopings are. And cause you know, they started calling nine, they started calling nine one one and, you know, my, my mom hit me or, you know, my dad did this and we didn't do that. We hung on every word. We didn't like a lot of the things, but we listened and that made our life a little easier on that path. Nowadays, you can't tell these kids nothing because they think they know everything. So I'm the type of parent, I'm going to give you everything you need, but I have to let you hit your head. I have to do that so you will know what's right and what's wrong. So we were required to be on the honor roll, right? So that was a requirement of our house because my mom and dad was responsible for working and paying the bills. We were responsible for our chores and getting good grades because that's basically how you pay your, your parents back while getting good grades. So uh, one particular um, Christmas time, my mom and dad, again, told us, gave us pen and paper. Hey, girls, 
write down everything you want for Christmas. What they say that for? We got out the Christmas books. You guys remember the Christmas books from like J.C. Penney's and Montgomery Ward's and Sears? We got those books out, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting this. I'm getting it. Oh, girl, what you getting? Oh, girl, I'm getting this. I'm getting this. Now, mind you, we're basically stair steps, so we're only a few years away from each other, right? So we were so happy. We gave those this to our mom. We with our mom and dad. We were like, yes, we're getting this, we're getting that. Then report cards came out, right? So a few of us, I'm not naming any names, but I am gonna say I was included. Yes, me. I got a C <sighs> in math. Math was not my best subject. Now my grades for the rest of my subjects were pretty good. Math was always a problem. And I used to think, like, you only need to add, subtract, multiply, and divide. Like, and that's what I do now, right? I said my husband calls me boss of finance. I add, subtract, multiply, and divide, and make sure all the household bills are taken care of between the two of us. But anyway, I was the one, I was one of the ones who had a seat. So here we are, getting everything on our Christmas list, wrote everything down from you know, our games, toys, clothes, jewelry, everything. I'm like, ooh, we're going to have a great Christmas this time, right? So on Christmas Day, my mom and dad comes down. We're all looking at everybody's gift. Oh, girl, what you get? Oh, you got to open this. You got to open this. What you get? What you get? So my dad goes and says, <laughs> um, it's a couple of y'all that got C's on your report card. Am I right? And we're looking at him like yeah he said okay so those of you who have c's you go back upstairs because your christmas doesn't come until the next report card now mind you this was christmas day report cards didn't come back out until january or late january we're like what man i'm telling you i went upstairs and i always tell the story to my family i'm in the pillow just cussing my daddy out no he did not cancel christmas who cancels christmas who cancels christmas that is like unheard of so while we're upstairs you know back to bed crying my other sisters are downstairs you can hear them oh look what i got oh look what i got oh thank you mommy thank you daddy me i'm upstairs like this is ridiculous so okay we had to go through the whole christmas holiday we didn't have any you know we had everything tree was up you know we put out cookies for santa because we have younger siblings and all that kind of great stuff so we go around then go around to houses oh what you get baby i tell everybody what i get but i'm not telling you that i can't use it so we get back to school and our our friends at school was like um what y'all get for christmas and we're like we got we got stuff they're like, um, what? We got stuff. Well, y'all got the same clothes on that y'all wore last year. We're like, oh my gosh. So I'm madder at my dad. But what that did for me personally, I worked really hard to get that C off my report card so I can have straight A's and B's and get my Christmas gifts, right? So when the next report card came, and you best believe we all were we, we all was on the honor roll because i was like this would never happen to me again this would never happen so for me and a couple of other of my siblings 
Christmas came in January. Can you believe that? January, but okay. But it just taught us a really good lesson. And I know my dad um, wanted the best for us. And he knew that to do to do well in life that we had to get good grades because he wanted us to go to college which we did he wanted us to graduate which we did he wanted us to be successful and i think we all are you know we are business owners we have college degrees and we have great jobs so that was i appreciate that so thank you mom and dad for all that but at the time as a 12 year old uh-uh no 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 and speaking on the lines of Christmas, I never experienced this, but I thought this was normal for everybody. We, we as a family, as a collective unit, um, used to go and cut down our own Christmas tree up north. Have you guys ever heard of an African-American family go cut down Christmas trees? We had this big old suburban and we went up north, my mom and dad, my sisters and brothers and my grandparents, and we cut down our tree. But when I was up north, I did notice, I was like, oh my gosh, is no one here that looks like me? <laughs> but I was like, okay, this is what we do. So I thought that's what we do. You know, we, we went up there and cut down our own Christmas tree, which was a family moment. And we created moments like that. And I thought that was like a great thing. Every summer, um, living in my household, um, having five girls, we really, we had friends, we had outside friends. But we were so close, it was like, and we are the clan right here. We didn't need any outside friends, but we did, and we interacted with them. But when it was time for family time, my grandfather, um, my granddaddy Goodlow, he um, basically, we went up to, we went in Canada. We had a cabin um, and a motorhome up at Mitchell's Bay, Canada. So we would go to Canada every weekend when I was a kid. Again, I thought that was normal that everybody's family did that but then again when we were up there for like a couple weeks in the summer we had our family reunion i was like there's nobody up here that looks like me but again i being the 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 little kid that i was i i thought that was normal but i realized our family wasn't normal normal and our family wasn't unique you know and my my dad and my mom always pushed us and that's what i can say they always pushed us to be the best i started driving at 14 14 years old the rest of the kids in my neighborhood they were still riding bikes no my dad wanted me to drive so i went to abc driving school it was 99 dollars for two weeks oh my gosh can you guys imagine that now these kids now have like segment three segment four and you gotta take the test and come back for segment eight it's just a lot going on now but i was driving at 14 not only was i driving at 14 i had i learned how to drive a stick shift my dad taught me at 14 who in turn the same day said hey go pick up your brother in inkster what yeah go take telegraph to michigan avenue and go pick your brother up so what I do, I went to, I by myself, at a five speed, five on the floor, at 14, 15 years old, no license, by the way, no license. So you guys are probably wondering, like, why is she driving without a license? Well, my dad said, if I got stopped, just say I took the car and he'll come down and pick me up. We already, we had this covered, y'all. We had this covered. So I go pick up my brother and bring him home at 14 and then my dad used to let me drive like around the neighborhood we had a big neighborhood nice little neighborhood eight mile telegraph area so i would drive around go visit my friends go visit the little boy i like you know he's still on the bike but that's okay 
So I did um, all that. And then it was time for me to get my license at the Secretary of State. My parents took me and the driving instructor told me to parallel park. Parallel park? Okay, I got you. So I parallel parked at the age of 16. And the the driving instructor looked at me and was like, "Um, how long have you been driving? I said, oh, Mr. Instructor, sir, I just learned. I'm only 16. He said, no, you've been driving for a while. I said, actually, I've been driving for two weeks. I mean, two years. Um, and he was like, I can tell. He's like, you're a very good driver. I said, thank you. So my parents had had us driving. And not only I went to um, uh, driving school, my sister did too. So he always, my parents always wanted us to do, to be better and to do what our counterparts are doing, right? You know what I'm saying? When I say our counterparts are doing. Um, he was strict. My dad was very strict. But it taught me so much that life lessons now. That's why I said family to me is everything. And giving thanks to your family, um, no matter where you are, if you are uh, uh, adopted, um, if and that's one thing we don't say steps or halves or anything like that. That doesn't come. That doesn't. That doesn't resonate in our family. It really doesn't, um, because we have accepted everybody in our family. When I tell you, if you come in our family and you people stay people don't want to go we have initiated people in our family at different gatherings because people love our family so much like you come to one of our gatherings or one of our parties you're like oh my gosh we can have a party by ourselves when i i'm i'm the director of communications (laughs) so i send out text messages you send out one text message and then we can get a party started seriously no doubt All you have to do is say, hey, give a time, a place, BYOB, um, have some food, it's on. That's how our family is. And I really, you know, I really like, it's normal to us. So steps and halves and different things. So if you are a a, a part of a family, make it great. I know sometimes families could uh, be hard, but turn around because we're living in some peerless times right now that tomorrow is not promised and family is everything um but i do appreciate like my parents teaching me how to write checks and how to pay bills and you know different things like that like you have to instill that because they need to be teaching that also in schools um credit you know we learned a little bit about credit we learned about how to write checks and you know this that and the other and i remember my dad asked telling me personally like when i was in like 11th grade and he was like okay so what do you want to do i wasn't the smartest kid but I, I i i did okay i did okay um but i made it to college and that was the one of my greatest um attributes is that I made it to a university I'm a graduate of Oakland University in Rochester and um but he told me look through the paper and see what am I qualified for and I'm going like why is he asking me to look through the paper remember a long time ago he had looked through the paper to one ads and only thing I was qualified for was a um a stripper yeah a stripper <laughs> because that didn't require a lot of experience and it didn't require a high school diploma and it really didn't require a uh a, a degree of any kind you know and i don't think i could have been a stripper because i was not the best dancer so i probably would have been poor and not make any money or tips but anyway that was the only job i was qualified for and i knew i didn't want to be a stripper growing up in my household being kind of a shy child and mild child calm child 
but I wasn't like outgoing as I am now. So I don't think I would have made <laughs> a lot of money, um, being a stripper, but we all had, um, our, uh, our, 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 our good times. And of course we had trying times as family, but at the end of the day, we came together. Um, uh, my dad used to come up with these crazy, crazy things. Like, you know, we had family court before, <laughs> um, somebody didn't wash the dishes, right? So they had to, they had to watch dishes for a year. Like he taught us all those hard lessons. Like I do not want to watch this for a whole year. And, um, those, those things. And I remember sometimes that stood out for me. That was kind of crazy, but, um, my dad made sure that, um, we went to church every Sunday, every Sunday. Now he didn't go, <laughs> but we had to go. And, um, my, aunt, um, my aunt was the, the Sunday school teacher and she did such a wonderful job. I was so alert in Sunday school, but when I got to church, church went over my head and I started, my, my mind used to always wonder, but I would sit there like I knew what he was talking about. So this one particular weekend when uh, my sister, she, um, um, the thing about it was if you went skating, you had to go to church, right? If you went skating, Saturday night and that was our thing to do right so we used to go skating we had on our little tight jeans because it was no, it was a remember a long time ago it was not any fat teenagers like no we didn't eat McDonald's a lot my mom cooked and everything but we had our little fitted jeans our little tight t-shirts with our name on the back that was like the, the skating attire you guys right and since we like to skate so much we had our own skates right my dad bought us our own skates that was the thing with the little pom-poms so um my sister and i <laughs> and she know who i'm talking about um we would get asked to skate you know with little boys and we could skate with little boys but we would slightly look down and if they had rental skates on, we would never skate. Like, nah. Because we felt like if you had rental skates, she was going to make us fall. <laughs> My dad thought that was a bougie uh, tactic. That's not so bougie of y'all. No, because if he knew how to skate, I believe that he would have some black skates instead of like the brown skates. But anyway, uh, we didn't skate with boys with the brown skates. <laughs> and think about now, I'm just cracking up laughing to myself. But anyway, so we would go skating and we would stay for two sessions right and he would let us stay and then we would walk home from the skating rink because it's literally around the corner and we walked in groups right but you had to get up to go to church so my sister had this one of my sisters had this great idea that she was going to go skating but she wasn't going to go to church and so at the time she didn't she came over on the weekends and she didn't bring any clothes so she went and told my dad because she was like i'm not going to church tomorrow okay girl you're not going all right so she told my dad she wasn't gonna go to church because she forgot her clothes so my dad was like oh i will um I'll, I'll i'll solve that problem girlsies can you get her something to wear to church and you know i volunteered to dress my sister to go to church so i went in not my closet not any closet i don't know where these clothes came from but i went and found her the ugliest skirt the ugliest shirt to wear to church right because <laughs> it was just funny to me so my dad was like oh okay you look okay just okay you're ready to go to church she was not happy about this attire that she wore so while we we're at church we she had her coat on 
and then when it was time she was in a different um sunday school class from me i don't know why and we're basically the same age but anyway so when it was time for us to come to big church my aunt was like okay girls take your coats off so we can get ready for church and, and learn the lesson and get the word so i was like okay auntie so we're taking off our coats but my one sister with the crazy clothes on um she had ruffles that looked like prince before prince was prince <laughs> and she didn't want to take her coat off and i was like auntie she doesn't want to take her coat off and my i was like uh-uh baby you gotta take your coat off oh my gosh my sister had to take her coat off and she looked like one of the revolution in prince band it was so hilarious we still laugh at this to this day and i can't say her name because i promise i wouldn't say but she was so mad but she learned a lesson never forget your clothes when you come to go skating you have to go to church so again my parents taught us a lot of life lessons that we would never never repeat again and um we can learn from it right we can really learn from it so i appreciate everything that my parents have done for me and even though um, my mother isn't here um, i know she's smiling down because thanksgiving and um christmas is like her favorite favorite holidays besides her birthday but um you know i, I thank my parents for um you know steering me in the right direction and helping me you know with the good grades and the discipline and um my my religion going to church um just a lot of great lessons like how to keep a house clean and we were always young ladies by any chance all the time we were young ladies um it was five girls living in the house basically and the paper boy would throw the paper um on the porch because he did not want to come up to the porch because he liked one of us and my dad was a big guy so he was very intimidating oh you don't mess with those girls in that house right there type of thing so we, we 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 grew up as young ladies and we 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 grew up as not being like those fast young ladies nobody was fast and you know you know some of us got you know one or two of us got into like maybe one of us got into like some some trouble and different things like that but for the most part i think we were we were good girls and i told my dad like you know i know it's hard you know back then raising raising girls you know and it's hard to be a parent but um we've we've always had a a tight bond and i really really um appreciated that that we had a tight bond so you know families first and giving thanks to your family and um i hope you guys have you know wonderful wonderful thanksgiving i hope that some of the hope a part of this message uh, would make you laugh and bring back memories of your family and making new memories this week coming up about this and i'm just so excited i love this week of thanksgiving because it's like um it's it's a short week you know family may be coming up from out of town you guys are gonna get together you guys are gonna eat drink and be merry and that's what i love and again family is just not family could be your friend family could be your cousin Fam family we, we're family and that's how we supposed to act and so i just want to give you all just a little bit of glimpse on how i grew up and some of the funny stories that we have and, and a tribute to my to, to our mother and father on making us to be the men and women that we are today um so just want to give you an update on the weight loss surgery um i had a call today 
and one of my friends like oh my gosh I didn't know you were having weight loss surgery oh my gosh like what are the steps and everything so she wanted to know and I thought that was so cool to see what I was doing as far as my weight loss surgery I haven't really made this quote-unquote public um but I wanted to express this on my podcast and go through the 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 steps that I'm going through so um Jeff is doing wonderful fantastic kudos for his 46 pound weight loss you guys he is feeling fantastic you can tell it in his face and his body is transforming he is happier and i am so blessed i am so blessed this is so far we've come a long way um because jeff is a skeptic (laughs) as we know but he's doing fantastic and i thank the lord for that and every day is a new day for him so far for me, I've had five appointments so far. Today, I spoke with my nutritionist and um, on the right track with that. So getting my eating habits as far as like drinking water and no sodas and different things like that. Um, and then I had, I did a sleep study with a sleep watch last week. And I took that back and I found out, you guys, I have sleep apnea, right? So, of course, when I found out I was doing sleep apnea, you guys know the first thing I did, I did some research. So, I have mild sleep apnea, which the scale of sleep apnea is, if you don't know this, and this is an educational um, podcast as well, if you didn't know that, um, zero to five is normal, um, six to 15 is is mild, Um what is it 15 to 29 is um is moderate and anything over 30 is severe so mine was a 12.9 so mine is mild so my pulmonary doctor ordered me a CPAP with the pillows I don't have the face mask I can either choose from the pillows or this mask this guard that the that the dentist will make for you so I chose for the the pillow so we'll see so next week is my psyche evaluation on monday so they're really moving me through the processes which i understand but i do have a couple questions that i'm going to ask my doctor when i go back and see her on the 13th because i'm wondering does this um prolong the surgery do i have to wait a little bit or how does that work since i have mild sleep apnea um i know when jeff went through his process he has severe sleep apnea so that process kind of held up his surgery time and date so i'm hoping that that's not the case for me i'm hoping to see that's mild and this is be okay and go ahead and schedule because i'm ready to go you guys i'm ready for this i'm ready for this new journey um i'm ready for um no diabetes i'm ready for no pricking my fingers i'm ready for no high blood pressure and i'm really ready to get rid of the sleep apnea i just found that i got today so i am on a healthcare, um a healthy journey for 2023 my husband and i and i hope you guys um if you if, if this is something that you're interested in um not the actual weight loss surgery but being a healthy you then let's do this journey together um but thank you so much again i am so happy about this podcast the gorgeous experience because we all have these experiences and why not them to be gorgeous right so thank you so much for listening i had a great time going down memory lane with my funny funny crazy crazy family and that was just a little bit about my childhood is more to it but i want to give thanks to my family 
um, and give thanks to your family. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy and be safe and, and always stay gorgeous.